I did have to take Vicodin for a couple days, but Vicodin. Yeah. A Vicodin is the mm-hmm. uh, video game about them. Vicodin. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Exactly. Now hear my cool podcast. This is Intern Credit, the relentlessly on-topic video game talk show where every topic must reach a consensus within six minutes or the panel will face consequences. I'm Alex Jaffe, and if I had to fight any fighting game character in real life, I'd pick Kirby from Super Smash Brothers. Okay. Uh, I'm Frank Zavaldi, and if I had to fight any video game character in real life, I really want to beat up Lester the Unlikely, so let's just do that. Well, it's a fighting game character. What fighting game is Lester the Unlikely? A fighting game character. Um, he's well, in Smash, Smash, right? He's got to be in Smash. Yeah, I think, he's in the, I think he's in the Season 2 DLC pack. There you go. Season 2 DLC, huh? Uh, I'm Tim Rogers, and if I had to fight any video game character, fighting video game character, video game fighting character, uh, isn't just, wouldn't you just want to choose Dan Hibiki, who's apparently not very good? No, he's actually sort of okay, isn't he? I bet he's in his knee up is the thing. Yeah, yeah, he could probably beat somebody. But he, he might, he might fall down, and then you could get out of there. Yeah, yeah. So, and also, uh, let's be a hundred percent honest. Uh, we live in the United States of America, all of us. Uh, you didn't say anything about us not bringing guns. So that's true. <laughs> I didn't. So I would. Uh, it's readily possible to just purchase a, an automatic assault w- weapon. <laughs> it's in encouraged, America. I think. Yeah. 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 So I would. I would just. You know, put me. You know, come at me, bro. Is my stance here. The end. Bye. That's the end uh, of my my answer. My name is Brandon Sheffield, and if I had to fight any video game fighting game character, it would be Bonus Coon from Waku Waku Seven who is just a punching bag with, like, Ryu's headband on. Oh, neat. Yeah, bonus Coon. Yeah, Bonus Coon will probably not hurt me too bad, and um, he probably likes getting punched. It's, well, it's his how, job. Do you, how do you win, though? Well, Knock it over. We don't have to win. Oh, you just have to fight. So, yeah. Right. You could just kind of punch it once and be like, yeah, we fought. Yeah, or, that's true. Or, yeah. or you can shoot it. <laughs> or I can <laughs> shoot it with a gun. So yeah. uh, before we get into it, a little old business. Last week... I asked you what the Day the Clown Cried of video games is. Uh, uh-huh. Over on our community at forums.insertcredit.com, listener Devil's Blush pointed out that I actually asked you this question before. Wow. Uh-huh. That's why it, I asked you to ask it again. Yeah. I asked it, for, for, I asked it again in the past. <laughs> I know, but I'm asking you to ask it again in the future. Uh, maybe I will. I'm asking you to make this. this is, it's a good question. Is maybe what I will. Regular but do you want to know what you said last time? We said yeah. Milo. I yeah, remember he that said episode. Project Milo in oh, episode thirty-three, is, the long that is, con. That's I didn't perfect. want to look like a weirdo. Yeah, so I, I, it's that's a perfect why, answer. Yeah, it was Milo. Project yeah. Milo. The day the clown cried of video games is definitely a Peter Molyneux game. That's yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm developing one in my head that I'm going to just ask the question we'll again. We'll get later. back to it eventually. Yeah, later, uh, Bra- someday, someday. Brandon, you won the last episode, so you're up for our first question. All right. I I guess y'all kind of know that I have this weird thing about matching the media to the medium i won't get into the whole thing of how i got into it unless anybody wants. maybe i'll do it in a bonus section but it has to do with watching the movie laser mission um starring brandon lee but Mm. anywho i want to know what are the games let's say the best games that must be played in their original context in order to be 
correctly viewed. And that can be as uh, wide ranging as like the waterfalls in Sonic or mm-hmm. the uh, star field that is actually grayscale but looks colorful in Mega Man 3, which is related to how CRTs work. Or it can uh-huh. be like like Boktai, which you have to go out in the sun to charge up your thing and get the right experience, uh, get the true experience of playing that on the GBA. So yeah, that what what uh what are those games that you can think of? I mean, my my giant blanket answer is uh, anything before Super Mario Brothers. Uh, oh. It's going to be a lot more exciting when it came out than now. You're talking philosophically, not uh. Well, oh, I guess so. But I mean, also, like, yeah, that, that is, that's part yeah. of the, how we can answer this, right? It's like, oh, sure, it's, sure. It's um, the you know something like I don't want to play Space Invaders probably ever again for the rest of my life. But oh, yeah. if if I was around when it came out, uh, that game would have been amazing. Yeah, well, I'm maybe thinking that may- less of of like historical context and okay. more of like you to you must play this on the hardware to actually experience it the way it's supposed to be. I okay, couple, so. I've- Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Tom. Uh, yeah. Wait, I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm actually suspicious that Frank has a very similar answer to mine. So you can go ahead and say, it, <laughs> and I'll tell you. No, I, I no, it's it. I was actually, it was actually a question. It's like, well, oh, okay. does does that mean you know, would that include MMOs in their prime, or is that also historical? Because I, you know, the what's missing yeah. there is the community that was there at the time. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm talking online, more like, for example, yeah, yes. more like hardware. Got uh, it. Okay, the yeah. big HW. All right, Tim, what's your answer? Or CRTs or controllers. You guys both, uh, I believe both of you uh, were involved with a a project that uh, that involved asking this question, right? Sure. Um, The God Darn Ikari Warriors by SNK had that that joystick. Uh, Yeah, the loop lever. Did did either of you ever play that game in an arcade? Uh, I did, yes. It's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. It's wonderful. Once and you I know wrap that your brain around it. I, I know that Mike Micah faced the strange, uh, the modern day. Uh, the, how how do you do this with like an analog stick? Was it Mike Micah who did that? Or? No, that was that was uh, well, I, that was my game. Um, so it, I it was, was Frank's I was, idea. Oh, neat, neat. Yeah, oh, I mean, it was like kind of my design of of how you do it. But but in terms of the implementation, uh, that was that was uh, Dan, our engineer. Dan Filner. So wait, Dan I guess Filner. maybe some people listening don't have any idea what I'm talking about. So yeah. the game Ikari Warriors SNK was a top-down game uh, similar to Capcom's Senjo no Okami, or Commando, as it's more boringly called uh, <laughs> in, in English. Uh, similar to Senjo no Okami, Wolf of the Battlefield. It's a top-down game where you control a human person who's moving forward and can shoot uh, a, your rifle at people. However, unlike trash like... Uh, Senjo no Okami. No, Senjo no Okami is okay. Uh, or uh, or Gunsmoke, where you can only shoot in either one direction, or Gunsmoke has two directions. Three directions. And then you can press them both at the same yeah. time to do it the third direction, right? So you get a 45-degree angle, you can shoot forward. Ikari Warriors' inventiveness was such that you can rotate the joystick itself to rotate your dude's torso, even getting to a point where you're walking backward uh, and shooting behind yourself. And An incredible solution to what uh, frustrations a lot of people were feeling with early shooting games like like uh i don't know like gradius or uh, not every game could be defender where you go back and forth just the mm-hmm. idea of being able to face a different direction kind of a proto fps in a way and that was just mind-blowing and cool and now we have like i mean no offense i loved the snk uh collection uh i played the garbage out of that on my nintendo switch Thank i you. was playing it in my office all the time i was sitting in my office playing it at my desk fantastic close the door play the game you know turn the lights out play my nintendo switch 
it was it was wonderful and akari warriors was done it was done some justice with that control scheme however oh man playing it with that actual joystick is real real sweet and every time i get a chance to i have a real good time they usually have it at that california arcade extreme yeah expo yeah. and you can also play it at some old arcades in japan and another game that uses a very similar joystick was midnight resistance did you ever play midnight resistance in the arcade oh yeah uh, i have not oh man it's it's real good it has this it's a side-scrolling contra like except with ikari warriors's joystick yeah. um where you and, rotate uh, this octagonal joystick to aim in eight directions it's beautiful every one that i heard of that was terrible one that I really like is, is uh, again, similar to anyone here play Mad Planet. Mm-hmm. I didn't. So that one is, I believe it's Atari. I might be wrong, but um, it was it was a spaceship that you actually controlled with a flight stick in one hand. So you uh, tilted and, and fired with that stick. But then right next to it was a uh, Pong style uh, rotary knob that yeah. would aim the direction of the ship. And that was another sort of proto twin stick that. Um, I actually like that one a lot better than uh, Ikari. I did I play actually... this one at California Extreme. Twin oh, stick no. sucks. Let me rotate the thing. <laughs> that's the that's the answer here, right? Hey, let's talk about that Mario 35th anniversary presentation. Uh, right? Uh, yeah, fine. Yeah. Are we the Mario likers satisfied? Well, you know what? Immediately as that started, I sneezed a tooth off. So yeah. <laughs> That summarizes uh, it. I was watching it on my phone. Literally sneezed a god darn tooth off into my mask. Um, are we the Mario Lakers satisfied? Uh, no. I wanted Super Mario 64 to be 16.9 widescreen because they have this PC source port going of it now. So it's doing all sorts of incredible things. Nintendo, please try to keep up, right, with that. I mean, come on. Super Mario Sunshine has a bunch of its physics tied to the 30 FPS frame rate, so they couldn't change the frame rate in Super Mario Sunshine but they made it widescreen. Thanks. And then Super Mario Galaxy, which I don't like. Give me Super Mario Galaxy 2 on there as well. That's all. That's all. And then they shouldn't, if it's Super Mario 3D All-Stars, shouldn't Super Mario 3D World be included in that instead of being sold separately? What I'm seeing is greed, incompetence, failure to please the core audience. Seeing a lot of trash. That Super Mario 35, you want to hear a controversial opinion? Video games where you compete primarily with others by sending quote-unquote garbage over to their side of the screen are trash. They are the garbage. They are I think what that's they garbage send. design. I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I like it in puzzle games. But that said, Tim Tim loves the AR uh, Mario Kart. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, no. Missed opportunity oh, there Kart. as well. They should have called it Mario Kart. Oh, God. And there should be there should be a pirate character in there as well. <laughs> Am I incorrect in this? I, I have to admit, I'm I'm just learning that this is perhaps why people are talking about this thing that I heard about. Um, did did Nintendo not just decide to sort of invent, uh, at least in in a popular way, the idea of limited time digital purchases? No, um, I, I've been I've been seeing that lately. <laughs> I've it, been seeing because. It seems like this this collection is going to be up on sale for like three or four months only. And that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Until so I've seen some people have uh, have like demos of their game that's available only until Monday or whatever. It yeah. actually works more. Like if I know a game has a demo, I won't play it uh, unless I really want to. Or they tell me it's only available until Monday. The thing about this this Nintendo Mario collection is clearly. On March 31st, 2021, when it stops being available in a bundle, you will be able to purchase them separately. And they'll probably be 
knowing Nintendo, they'll probably be twenty dollars each, and uh, you you would you've saved like what one cent by buying yeah. it. I uh, don't know if I agree. That's what they're going to do. I think they are playing with the idea of Disney vaulting. Their Disney stuff. vault. <laughs> it's a <laughs> artificial scarcity. I, I yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd like to see them try Disney vault Mario. You can't put Mario in a Disney vault. Oh, another opportunity they missed is where's my Super Mario Odyssey uh, DLC? Mm, you know, mm-hmm. I, I tweeted about this yesterday. I was like, I want, I want, where's the Mario Odyssey DLC? That's if you really want to celebrate Mario, give me that, right? And I immediately got a reply from a guy. I don't know how many. He had like five Twitter followers, something like that. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't check his number of Twitter followers. I immediately got a reply from a guy, which is like, no, I, I don't want to live in a world where Mario uh, has been commoditized by episodic content. Oh, and I've got to pay, got to pay Koopa coins to buy new outfits. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, ah, man, why can't, like, did you play the God darn Zelda DLCs, man? Those were legit. They had all sorts of stuff. There was a whole new story chapter and everything. Do you think Nintendo's going to, first of all, why does everyone, why are people still stuck in thinking that DLC is like, just means trash, horse armor. Everybody just goes immediately back to thinking horse armor. That's probably why Nintendo doesn't do it. I don't know. I think I think if Nintendo added a new world to Mario Odyssey, I played every world in that game. I beat the heck out of that game. I would love to just have give me just one new planet to hang out on or whatever. Every I pay uh, good money for that. You know, it's been so yeah. long since that game came out that it would be really nice to three go years, back to it. Jerry. Three yeah. years. They added some Luigi thing to it. Add a new playable character once a year. Add a new world once a year that showcases said playable character. Uh, give me the job. Make me the manager here. You know, I'll I'll get in there and I'll I'll give you these ideas. I'll take vacations. It'll be beautiful, baby. Let me in Sounds there. Sounds like you want this Mario. game as a service. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of gas. You like <laughs> service games uh, more than Nintendo. It's oh yeah, like. that's that's true for me. <laughs> I got a reply that was I got a reply that was like I. I don't want to live in a world where Mario has become games as a service. Shut I'm like, well, why not? I don't um, know. I, uh, 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 also, you know? that world already exists. You got your, yeah. your, uh, th- how many Mario games are there on iOS right now? So there, uh, there's zero. There was one. They, they killed it. Well, there Wait, was also there Dr. Mario. Mario. I mean, technically Mario that's Kart? Mario. Okay. Those don't count. Mario games. Mar- when I think Mario games, I think good old super Mario. I can oh. jump around as him and there's levels to complete with simple, objectives and beautiful technical frictions and it's just a delightful experience for me not some trash with throwing pills into a bottle i mean that's not mario that's not what andy eddie likes that's quackery real quick though the game and watch looks like trash oh yeah in but my opinion if i accidentally if i if i accidentally almost stepped on one while staring at my feet while walking down the street i would probably pick it up and take I, it i okay there's the alarm <laughs> I I won't get into the tech. I can't. All right. (laughs) We're out of time. What's the most difficult video game to review? Uh, Uh, One of those games is a service for every game. Yeah. So how do you you review like Fortnite or something? You know, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to review Fortnite for like two years. Uh, I've been writing. (laughs) I've been writing a review of it. I'm not even kidding. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Everybody anticipate that later. I don't know how to do it. I mean, it'd be like it's it's like reviewing baseball or something you you know you don't like <laughs> writing write... a review have you seen the list of games on my patreon <laughs> baseball is literally right up there it's, there you I'm, go how do you I'm review also... baseball and keep it current <laughs> oh yeah it's it's hard it's that's real hard as well oh uh, i don't want to get into the secret juice there too much 
because uh, we'd be getting into inside baseball on my review inside baseball. So, I mean, I don't know. What were you going to say, Brandon? You know who didn't think it was difficult to review things is uh, every person that EGM, et cetera, reviewing Japanese games back in the early 90s <laughs> were just like, yeah, I know what this is. And, <laughs> oh, and yeah. would just spout off whatever nonsense. I, I, kind of, uh, I kind of enjoy in a certain abstract sense uh. the the old times of people being just completely wrong like uh there's that there's that review <laughs> of puyo puyo which uh calls it a a, a tetris clone and stuff yeah but, um they review it as like uh because they didn't realize that it, it was spelled in japanese hiragana and they 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 read it as as like i d j k i k j d yeah that owns it's it's pretty awesome so like <laughs> th- that kind of stuff rules so um <laughs> look, more I mean, reviewing things incorrectly <laughs> i mean also uh, have you ever like oh man so i've actually been i've been rabbit holing real hard on uh okay that actually sounded really sick <laughs> i've been rabbit <laughs> i've been rabbit holing i've been rabbit holing real hard on on old egms uh lately because uh I, for a project i'm working on i cannot name it here uh, you guys know what game it is that I'm I'm reviewing. Uh, the second I've I've told these these guys, everybody listening, what the next two games are that are being reviewed on my uh my my YouTube channel, which you can find it. Please, somebody, um, stop asking me to start a YouTube channel that exists. Uh, so there's uh there's there there's two games I'm working on reviews of that are upcoming, not announced yet, and uh, I've been reading so many EGMs in search of really badly written or or like 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 just completely befuddled discombobulated previews about a certain type of japanese video game where they're just like what even is this why would you play this and uh it's just incredible to see people people accuse me of uh of of lacking the word the uh, definition for the word brevity in my personal dictionary let me tell you it it marvels me whatever that means to see someone fill like 300 words with i don't even know what this is and yeah. do it like 20 times per issue there because there was like a japanese import section in egm do you remember this yeah uh, of course yes yeah i mean it was just like it was always oh look at this cho aniki what kind of game is this yeah, the whole this was made for someone else school of criticism is, is yeah. <laughs> not yeah. something i respect very much i was gonna say another one here oh, maybe here. is a. Uh, is Shenmue 3 is tough to review, like picking a modern game, because that's basically yeah. like, do you understand where this grandpa was coming from? Mm-hmm. It's it's like, it's so specific. It's it's a game where like... that Yeah, that game doesn't need a critic. It needs a, uh, it needs a psychotherapist. Yeah, re- <laughs> reading Michael... I mean, listening to Michael Kerwin talk about that game is more entertaining than like anything... I could possibly have you should watch the stream of me and Kerwin playing uh Shenmue One that we did a couple of years ago. Find it on my YouTube channel. There there's a bit where you have to like carry all these books really slowly. Um yeah. it, I guess quite a bit like in Death Stranding. <laughs> oh and, yes. Uh, and like it's just a, it's just a job that you have to do and just keep doing. And it's like wh- why he's really I mean, Yu Suzuki is clearly into getting at the mundanity of existence and showing that to you in a video game. And to some people, it's really cathartic and interesting and engaging in a certain way. But it, it's like very meta engaging. But everyone acknowledges that what you're doing is boring. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's it's so that's one where it's like 
Well, that's where you have to talk about the like the authorial, the intent of the author, yeah. what the person was trying to say. There are and many critics who who extremely disagree with trying to uh, who, with thinking about what the author was trying to say. I think intent is 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 the garbage of criticism and such. Right. So it's like, and then there are people who vehemently disagree with that, and and you get a uh, many schools of critical thought. Basically, I would say every video game is really hard to review because there are so many schools of critical thought, and I can't choose just one of them and i end up with these twenty nine thousand word three hour long video mini series dvd box sets of themselves every time i try to review a video game i should just make video games at this yeah, point this, this whole hmm. website was uh <laughs> kind of started on the whole idea of of games being difficult to review and being yeah. entirely subjective so mm-hmm. yep. i still get hate mail about just stop talking about yourself and review metroid prime it's like, oh, are you talking about something from 18 years ago, man? Yeah. Hey, what makes a good overworld? Oh, an OW. Hmm. I like one where you can use the mechanics uh, of, of gameplay in it for no real reason. Like, uh, you know, being able, <laughs> being able to run around real fast in, in like Sonic Adventure City, uh, for example. Like, they, they yeah. didn't quite nail it. Like, there should have <laughs> been ramps and stuff. There should have been ways to just run on walls and like find secrets and things like that but the sonic adventure that's in my head let's put it that way that's a really good one where you can do all this cool sonic (laughs) stuff uh for no reason in a city and there's npcs that go like oh oh like when you when you jump on them yeah yeah Yeah, i think secrets is uh that's a big one for me like just Mm. implying that there's more to the world so even if you've got just like a you know super mario 3 style node based overworld where it's just going from here to there having like the little animations and stuff and the uh you know the mushroom house for example the mushroom house is like when you're so mysterious yeah when you start playing that game it's like what is that over there and and you know you walk in super mario world i guess like you walk through a little lake to get to your next node and it's like what what happened along his journey there Mm. those are just like the the very simplest implementations of that you should obviously do more than that but hiding things in plain sight and making them making you think about them as a player that's that's what i like yeah i love that stuff i think one thing that's good for having an, a video game overworld is a really really good fun movement is a thing yeah also i mean i don't i don't know okay so there's there are, there are these open world games now right so yeah. uh um, Sorry about this yeah there's there's these open world games and these open world games are starting to get so uh so so elaborate you know i mean their majority overworld it sort of feels like they just made a game out of the overworld section like the yeah the part that would be the regular video game like when you get into a specific dungeon or a specific area that's much smaller than the overworld in those which is interesting i'm thinking like uh uh, red dead redemption 2 does an extremely good job of having uh having an overworld feeling to its open world because because the cities feel so much like cities yeah they're dead and the places where the action and the 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 level designs happen red dead redemption one uh kind of felt like this a little bit too but the places where like action happens is these little level designed areas in the overworld red dead redemption one had some good geometry in its like mission parts it's like it had like levels that felt like levels like that felt like mini dungeons you know that they didn't just feel like uh you were having a mission in the middle of the overworld, which I guess is something that 
you could say about some other open world games. I think Red Dead Redemption 2 just had a good overworld because it was uh, there was stuff there, man. You could just find so much that that had like secrets galore. It was beautiful. Yeah. It's weird how in like Fallout 3, for example, you would it, it which is a game that definitely was, you know, the overworld is is the game primarily in that. And, mm-hmm. and, and then when you would get into a place, you'd go into a vault or you'd go into somebody's stronghold that felt interesting and special because you got to go into a designed place instead of this this wild open terrain and suddenly it's like oh there's there's stuff here i gotta pay attention and that's that's a kind of interesting like inversion of the the overworld idea where overworld is like this vehicle to get you from gameplay bit to gameplay bit where in in those later fallout games the game the the quote gameplay bits i guess if if you understand my framing of it here are are like special things that make you pay extra attention. That's kind of interesting to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds good. Also, I think okay, the best overworld ever is... Oh, I was going to say my favorite overworld ever is Landstalker. Sure. I'll just, cool. I'll just leave that out there. That's, that's right. my favorite overworld. No context. Let's just leave that. You don't so, even need it. Dark Savior has a good one, too, though. Oh, that's true as well. Well, same dudes. Same dudes. <laughs> uh, so Tim and I have both been having some dentist experiences lately, which made me think with... All the hundreds of weird dentist games you can find in the mobile marketplace. How would you make the best dentistry game of all time? Oh, I thought the question would, was going to be like, which one's the best one? No, <laughs> I thought it would be what's the, what are the best teeth in video games? That's if what I was making a mean. game about dentists and I wanted it to be good. Okay, first thing I would have to do is uh, we'd have to call up Disney. And we'd have to get them to let us have the uh, the girl from Frozen, Elsa from oh, Frozen. Yeah. yeah. And then we call up whoever's in charge of Peppa Pig, get her in there too. See where yeah. I'm going with this? Yeah. Sure. This I'm talking Pep- I'm talking. I'm talking. Tap into that YouTube, that weird uh, algorithmic Chinese Russian, uh, whatever sort of spy bot YouTube for kids nonsense. Yeah. And all then the characters are pregnant somehow. <laughs> yeah. Pregnant Elsa dies at dentist. <laughs> That's the name of the game. It's called <laughs> Pregnant Elsa Dies at Dentist. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just and, what it's called. And the music yeah. is just Baby Shark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. called P Dad for short. The oh. dentist uh <laughs> the dentist character is Spider Man, but he's green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Incredible Hulk is uh he's there too somehow. Oh yeah. my god. A game about dentistry. So I guess it would be a Wii game and one thing the first thing I would want to do is work with a sound designer to make sounds that, you know, so that people would want to play it. Sounds uh-huh. that won't make you feel like your skull's going to explode. Non-mouth so like, sounds. Yeah, non-mouth sounds. Uh make sure the drill sounds don't feel like your your um your heart is going to explode. Uh, so mm-hmm. start with a sound design and find things that might be enjoyable to listen to. And uh, once once you get that, then, you know, it's it's just kind of uh, trauma center like where you're you someone someone comes in and it's like, you know, you start off with humans, but then later they're like my horse. Uh, I need to go back into <laughs> into battle. I'm a centurion who teleported forward in time and I I need I need to win the what, the battle of Troy. <laughs> what about like uh what what about for example you you can have like a wild west setting and call it gun dentist yeah, where you, you shoot dentist. teeth out of people's mouths. Yeah, that's so it's good. not just about headshots, it's about like Tooth real shots. balletic John Woo style slow motion 
where you have to jump at people and shoot the teeth out of their head. But like individual teeth. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Wisdom. (laughs) And the people can't stand still because they're, they thought they were going to a regular dentist. And uh, (laughs) as soon as you reveal (laughs) that the only tool you have is this gun, that's uh yeah. And then they they, they try to, they try to run away. The doctor's like, let me get my six gums. Don't worry, yeah. it's a custom gun. Yeah, you have six. You have six shots. You can only. I can only remove six teeth a day. And you got to shoot a guy's wisdom teeth out as he like escapes on a stagecoach. Oh right. no, gingivitis! Oh my god! Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. And then you can upgrade to get a second gun. You can buy you're a holster. A, your assistant is an Irish guy named Gingervitis. Right. And the game is called Red Dead Redentist. Ah, yes. No, it's still called. It's still called pregnant Elsa. It's dies at the dentist. Pregnant Pregnant Elsa Elsa dies at dentist. Red Dead Redental. When this when this game shows Red up, Dead Redemption. When this game shows called. up on the App Store in uh, fifteen minutes after this episode yeah. airs, I'm going to be really disappointed we're not getting royalties. Oh man! Well, maybe Thank they'll you. cut us in. Maybe we'll be surprised. I hope maybe so. a big check will show up at our door. That's a real good phrase. Pregnant Elsa dies at dentist. I enjoy la, la, that. La 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pregnant Elsa dies at dentist. There you go. <laughs> Oh, you could do a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> right. logo with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got that. It all oh, works. Can we, <laughs> we need a Wikipedia page called Pregnant yeah. Elsa Dies at Dentist so that the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles logo bot will pick it up. <laughs> how right? would you rank the Ninja Turtles at how well behaved they'd be at a dentist's office? Is this the uh, next question? No. <laughs> well, well, Leonardo is... No, like in a... <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles dentist game. What would be the easiest level, and what would be the hardest? Leonardo, no, that god, that god darn Poindexter. He probably yeah. loves going no, to the dentist. It, yeah. it would be, it would be Donatello. I realized because Donatello knows what all the machines do and understands what's happening. But oh, Leonardo yeah. is always depressed and moping, and like, I don't know, guys. So he'd actually probably be level two. Well, Raphael is cool and rude. Yeah, uh, he's, he's. I think he's the hardest one. Yeah, and Michelangelo's really? mouth is no. Michelangelo's mouth has got to be a nightmare. Oh right, the pizza. Yeah, he probably drinks pizza, Pepsi. He's a, he's a party dude. Yeah, right. He's yeah. gonna he when he's an uh an old turtle, he's gonna lose all his teeth and he's gonna have to blend his his pizza. What about the lady turtle with the with the turtle boobs? What was her name? Turtleina. Uh, Mr. Milo. Oh, it's all Turtleina. Right. Donatella. <laughs> You're right. Tortellina. That's her name. God, I want some tortellini, dude. All right, let's go get some tortellini, and we'll be right back after the break. Pregnant Elsa dies a dentist. Pregnant Elsa dies a dentist. Olaf in a half shell, right? Hey. right? This is Alex Jaffe with the Insert Credit Podcast. Uh, if you have a favorite moment from the last 149 episodes, why don't you go on over to forums.insertcredit.com and drop it over there. We've got a whole thread dedicated to it. I'm collating uh, best of moments of the show for my own dark purposes. And if you would like to participate in this wicked scheme, I would appreciate that. Uh, now, back to the program. 
IMO. Was the Battle of the Bulge fought at Bulgaria? There's no way to know. No. Exactly. We just the Battle don't have of the, the Bulge area. Welcome back to Insert Credit. Bulgaria, time- the bulging it- <laughs> area. <laughs> it's time for a weekly question from one of our subscribers on Patreon. Those That's dead the beats. sound of it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're going to you- get us. You're going to get our legs broke. <laughs> yeah. I think All we right. lost $3 the last time you said that. Yeah. Bonk. It's a, yeah. It's a con- in the in the Patreon which I have access to viewing. It's a constant battle between uh people getting canceling their pl- pledges and people adding pledges. It's like there's there's like a this this little teeter-totter situation going where uh there people are duking it out to see if we will win or lose. Do well, you if the, you'd the like exit? to help us win uh and get your own question on the panel, you could subscribe at any level on patreon.com/insertcredit. You also get episodes one day early. One day early. One day early. One day early. And periodical access to some exclusive bonus episodes. Oh, yeah. This week's Patreon question is from Ricky Bankemper, who asks, when someone uses the word overrated, what do they mean? Do people like stuff too much? (laughs) Oh, that's good. (laughs) It means it's been been rated too many times. Too many people have had takes on it. That's. I think that's the actual, like... That would be a good description. The modern of, definition of, of, of it. overrated. Yeah, it's, it's like everyone yeah. feels like they have to have a take. Everybody's on. got an opinion. Yeah, that's yeah. the uh, the most sinister trick the devil, aka internet, ever pulled is uh, informing everyone, informing, not persuading, informing everyone that they need to tell everyone what they think about the news, the topics, the new stuff. It's uh, it's mind boggling. I mean, yeah. personally, I hate myself for having chosen the career of of of, of publicly airing my opinions. I think it's a, a a mortal sin in Catholic terms. I, I I think it's awful. I think everybody. I think I we I've been over this before. I think Yelp. That's that's psychopath behavior. If you review a restaurant, that's ridiculous. You're ruining yeah. the world because now you're making those restaurants rely on these reviews. If we all just shut up, we stop putting numbers on our video game scores. Anyway. I think the modern definition of overrated is it's something that so many people kept talking about way too much until you're just sick of hearing about it. And it's like it used to take like a long time for that to happen, you know, and now it's like, I don't know, two days you get out of something basically before you're just like, I wish people would stop talking about this. I got a lot of muted terms in my uh, in my Twitter over there. What do you got? Elon Musk. I know you don't like Elon Musk. I got Elon Musk muted. entirely i got star wars that one's muted (laughs) um you know what that's actually how long have you had star wars muted Uh, because you you might have missed a whole lot of stuff Uh, (laughs) you might have missed a couple of things three four years Um, it's uh yeah that's a good amount of time to have star wars muted Uh, so you missed the entire like new trilogy (laughs) but you you know what i didn't i watched them on planes you know i saw them yeah yeah i I wonder what that experience is like I didn't have to hear people being like, I hate this woman, or I think that this thing should have happened, or yeah. uh, why is there a black person? I didn't have to l- read that stuff. Yeah. Oh, that wouldn't have been on your timeline. Oh, no, yeah, that wouldn't have been on your... Because well, everyone no, it, it, complaining no. about those people doing it was on my mm-hmm, timeline. Mm-hmm. The oh, retweets. Gotcha. The retweets. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. the quote retweets, which now Twitter... Twitter in, is incentivizing people to have different levels of takes now by counting quote retweets separately from w- retweets have you seen this i just found out about that yesterday when i was uh I, I i will you know admit that i was making a dunk on something stupid 
And uh, you noticed it didn't count to the retweets. No, I know. I noticed that the retweet, the quote retweets were were mentioned there. It was it was a political politico story about how uh, that Kennedy, the Joe Kennedy, the third had lost oh, yeah. his his political race. And in He's so now doing, free of the Kennedy done dynasty, what no one whatever. else in his dynasty could do, which was free them from from the burden of having to be in politics. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, uh-huh. It's like when you write a tweet. When you write a, a story that bad, that, mm-hmm. and, and it had like 150 retweets, but 2,000 quote retweets, uh, you just yeah. can see how bad you're getting dunked on. Oh, it's is a, that the, it's that's a new, new ratio. ratio. It's the yeah. new ratio, right. yeah. Exactly. I believe it is the new ratio. Uh, it's it, But th- what they're doing is they're just uh, further gamifying having opinions. And I think that's like, ah, oh, man, I don't know. I think I think we're ruining the world. I think we're ruining the world with this. My My theory is that the internet didn't work. The internet didn't work. It was a. It was an idea. It, it was it working. It, I think it became corrupted. But I. I, I just. I. When I, I. still can't help but think that the old internet was the correct thing for us to have. And that well, but Frank, did you see that there? There were like these transcripts that came from the very earliest internet, like the BBS era. <laughs> oh, people were monsters. Yeah. So like. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's oh, yeah. like. It's like it didn't. The idea of the internet was kind of interesting, but like the internet discourse has has not changed particularly. It just got louder and wider. Right. I guess. I, it Good. didn't get worse. It just got more. Yeah. So wait, what more. what exactly is the shape of this question? It's uh, it's what what does overrated mean? Yeah. 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 Very good question. Uh, thanks for the question, caller. Uh, call again sometime. Uh, keep Ricky up Van Pemper. Ricky, yeah, keep it up. Keep going, Ricky. That's a good one. Well, so, wasn't the yeah. follow-up also just like, does that just mean people like things too much, right? Like yeah, that was, that was the follow-up. Follow-up. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Do people like things too much? Yeah, so you just, you see, you're, you see too many people liking things. I, I, I encountered, I did a video uh, a couple years back that was uh, comparing, I did, I did a really, really thorough linguistic breakdown of re- one-star reviews of pizzerias on Yelp. Yeah, that was great versus uh one uh, zero one out of ten zero reviews on metacritic of yeah. popular triple a video games uh just a just a linguistic semantic breakdown i had a really good time with it i didn't publish the full spreadsheet but it was uh it was fun that the word overrated was just by far the most widely used word overrated 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 what happens is everyone at amazon knows this everyone at yelp knows this yelp allows you to filter uh uh search results by number of reviews amazon does not did you know this amazon does not let you uh, the number of reviews is the best indicator of quality of anything i know that doesn't sound perfectly kosher right off the top of your head however it's true the more reviews something Tim, I think has that's less true of online purchases because the way that the algorithm can put stuff to the forefront can mean that you might not be able to see other ones. And so you just buy the one that's there. So I oh, think I get, that's I'm, been corrupted. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking like restaurants though. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking exactly. restaurants. Like people, uh, people will go to a restaurant because it has a lot of reviews and it usually has a lot of reviews because that's the beginning of the snowball. Right. So th- that this is why Amazon doesn't let you sort by number of reviews and Yelp does. So uh, the, the beginning of the snowball was a whole bunch of people really liked this place. And it's like, you can actually see like you, you see like Ellen beast, Bimoni gardens on Yelp has like 20,000 reviews or whatever. Some, some ridiculous rhino choking quantity of reviews. And the reason for that is that it's just the sort of place that if you're visiting New York for the first time, someone will be like, go check that out. 
you know, and that ends up forming the core of the snowball. These these socially responsible, forward thinking individuals who were the early adopters of Yelp began the snowball there. Whereas and these are. Yeah, anyway, I have a lot more to say about this, but I hear the I heard a clipped off version of the buzzer uh, play for a 16th of a second. Uh, That's does that it. mean That's oh, what yeah. you need. Yeah, you there's it, there's baby. a lot to be said about this topic. Goodbye. After 10 years together, the two-man indie studio Vlambeer has announced their dissolution. Flame Bear. Uh, hopefully at some point we can have them on the show, but in the meantime, what legacy have they left behind? Uh they left hmm. behind a video game called Nuclear Throne which was released in the year 2013 uh, was its early access availability. And then they never released a game after that. So JW, uh, I love JW like a brother, wonderful guy, but uh, y'all didn't get, I, I'm just going to count it with the early access release of nuclear throne. They, they, they made it three years. That's my joke about bland beer. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, or, it's been interesting to watch the split and see, JW continue making a lot of games and Rami making a lot fewer games. And yeah, well, Rami's uh, he's up to he's some doing stuff. other stuff. No, he's yeah. he's he's doing other things. I, I'm this isn't a criticism of either of them because you could read it either way. Perhaps making games is the greater crime. It's just been interesting to watch as as they split. You can sort of see what bits. I mean, especially since it's a duo, what bits of the aesthetic are JW's and what bits of it are Rami's. You can sort of. Mm-hmm start to separate that which is a that is a unique experience i think like you don't often have i mean i guess in in music you get duos that break apart and then Mm -hmm. you sort of see what happens there but so often their music is written by producers anyway and stuff so Mm -hmm. yeah it's neat it's neat to see what they're doing i i heard a rami was talking about jw at some point in actually i guess this was I, i was asking him questions about how they did the the unlocks in ridiculous fishing because i felt like yeah. the way that all of the games i mean sorry all, the way that everything gets unlocked the progression of unlocks in that felt it gave you those kind of dopamine feelings that you get in free to play gotcha stuff when you do well but it was not free to play and it was paced so very perfectly and i was asking rami like how did you all do that and he was like that's pretty much just J- J- JW is like, mm, I think 2.4 is a good number for this. And then you would try it and then it would be like, well, that feels great. And then they would exactly. leave. Exactly. And uh, that, so that's that was when I was like, oh, maybe JW is uh, some kind of a real smart game design genius person. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've hung out with both of those guys. We, we hung out with Rami once at one of the most overrated pizzerias in the world mm-hmm. here in New York. Um, if you remember that, we went to Defara. One of the most overrated. Oh, I is, do. According to the Yelp reviews. Yeah, uh, it was good. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why that's why people call it overrated. The half a slice we were <laughs> able to eat was pretty pretty good. Yeah, some guy. You know what? I'm pretty sure that guy was this. Whoever that guy was, pretty sure he's not listening to this podcast. Just some guy followed us out of the thing we were going to. Just wanted to talk to Rami, and Rami was nice enough to keep talking to him. And so we ended up with a, a we lost a slice of our pizza. Yeah, it's pretty good. The guy said he just inhaled it. We, Only we time to, I was ever able to, to go really there. talk our way into that place, by the way, because they were closed. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, I've hung out with both of those guys individually, but never at the same time. So, same. Yeah, oh, they, they might... must be the same guy. I know, I know. <laughs> They're Batman. Um, uh, yeah, they are both I, tall. I like those guys. I think JW's, uh, I like his games. Are you, uh, you see that disc room? You, yeah. You, the, we all played Minute, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Minute's oh, that was good. JW. So I didn't realize. Came out. All right. Yeah. 
All right. JW yeah, was, was in JW. there. JW and Kitty Callis. I got I got an interesting interesting uh, observation real yes. quick. Go, go for it. Let's hear it. Uh, Rami's got his own Wikipedia page, and if you uh, if you type in JW's name, it just redirects to Vlambeer. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, oh, that's interesting. Oh, Rami you mean... was the pub, like the public arm of <gasps> Vlambeer as well. As of yesterday, uh, uh, probably yesterday, I have more Twitter followers than JW. I I, I like suddenly crossed over. So Trek, oh, we both have forty point four is what it says on uh on. The, our Twitter profiles, but if you mouse over, you can see that I have forty four fifty nine, and he has forty four ten. Yeah, Blaine so, put a huge applause. Note. Yeah, yeah. Um. So in other words, JW, I was right. Truck Heck is going to destroy you. The end. Truck Heck's going to destroy Disc Room. That's our new uh, our new competitor. Okay. Whatever game JW's working on, I say is uh is Truck Heck's uh, number one competition. Right, it's a little spoiler about what Truck Heck might actually. Do I be. know who I'm in competition with? Yeah, who you got? Justin Ma. Uh, oh, I know that guy. Yeah, so we'll 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 see if that gives anyone any hints as to what what I'm what we're working on right now. But um, Justin I mean, Ma, you, I'm I'm coming for I, you. Even if I didn't know, uh, I hate to say this. There's no You're way. You're driving it's into the mall. Justin Ma, all the way. No, I know. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I, I I I think I know which game you're referring to. Now, just, Justin I mean, Ma is definitely I mean, in a. Come on. Every time I talk to him about <laughs> game design stuff, it's like, or or just you know things things in general related to video games. I'm like, well, he's already thought about this more than I have. <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool though because uh, talking to somebody like that can can get your brain going. It's it's handy. So Justin Ma, big thanks. Okay. In conclusion, and I'm coming for you. What 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 do you, what do I think the Lambier is going to be up to the the separate founders conclusion to this question? No, what's their legacy? We you want to hear you want to hear what their legacy is? Their legacy, yes, you can't. Their legacy is to be dead in a grave because Truck Heck is going to obliterate all memories of everything they ever did. No all offense right. to them. Uh, here's our next question. I, I want to point out how great it was to have the uh, the cops on. coming. Have, yeah, have, have the cops coming. And Tim, your rides here. <laughs> yeah, oh, my Uber, my Uber's out here. Cops love when you knock on the their window and do the little roll down motion, and they roll the window down, and you go, "Are you my Uber?" <laughs> and then you, uh, and then you, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to continue the joke. I'm sorry. Okay, it's a good, it has a good conclusion. I'm not gonna. How about we continue this podcast? Oh, that's a good idea. If you could make any unfinished and abandoned video game instantly materialize, fully formed, what would it be? Oh heck, uh, that'd be Mother Three on the sixty four. What else you got? Uh, Mo Three. Well. I would love for the video game I was working on for the company I shouldn't say I was working for that was a really cool video game that got canceled. I would love for that video game to exist because uh, my career would look a lot different. Oh, the one you can't <laughs> talk about. Oh, yeah. yeah, that one. I know that one. Yeah, it it was pretty good. It was a good game. It it played nice. It had a lot of good ideas. That still Are there any specific done. people you would say it was its direct competition? Um, I, I wouldn't want to to say because that would give away the whole thing. There's a, but, there's uh, a pretty direct correlation. There's a pretty there. direct <laughs> correlation there made by a, a a company in 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 Washington State. I'll say that. Um, yeah. Okay. Brandon anyway. was working on a new Mario game. It was Mario. He was he was allowed to make. It was called Super Mario RPG. Was the name of the game, the same as the old game, except they wanted it in the style of like Baldur's Gate. Uh, except know, they didn't. They didn't want to ask Bioware to do it. That joke reminds me of reality, which is that I would like the Bonk RPG to exist. <laughs> oh yeah! All right. I, yeah. I would like there to be a Bioware RPG about Sonic the Hedgehog. 
I think that would be. I think, I think, I think that yeah, would what be if pretty, they made one of those? That would be wild. Probably be pretty that? good. I mean, I want like Mass Effect One era. Bioversonic, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Get some good battle music in there. Can you believe that was a video game? Lord. I cannot. It's I cannot hard believe hard it was a video game. <laughs> that's just so weird. Like, but that's that's the video. I mean, okay, no, I I honestly would love. Uh, I, I would love it if there was a Mass Effect style Sonic RPG. You know, there's a there's a Mega Man RPG called yeah. uh, Mega Man X Command Mission or whatever it's called. Do you all know this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So th- there's a whole lot of these. So the an- my answer to this question is there's been some weird video games out there that might just like slip past the point of perception. There was a Virtua Fighter RPG where you played a kid uh, Virtual Fighter Cyber Quest, yeah. where you play a kid collecting the souls of Virtual Fighter characters and learn like Pokemon and learning their techniques. Yeah, put that one back in and uh, and and give me the uh, the <laughs> Keita Takahashi game about running around on power lines. As oh, that wasn't lady. that wasn't his game. It was, right, his, was... his favorite game at an E3 <clears throat> that he saw. Right, which was actually I think it was. Tim, wasn't Re- Reo Yonaga was working on that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yonaga Reo. Um, and Guy he was, cooks was he, wonderful pizza, by the was way. Was he working on it with Mizuguchi or not? Um, I don't know if Mizuguchi was involved. Uh, Mizuguchi, was it Was it Q, though? I, I feel like it was Q, but maybe it was yeah, like... I mean- pre-q Miz- in that transitionary period mizuguchi was a was a was a big business boy at that point where yeah, i don't think he was B. necessarily doing any creative development of anything Rayo yonaga wonderful guy so okay can, can i hear the question again i'm sorry <laughs> sure <laughs> if you could make any unfinished and abandoned video game instantly materialize fully formed what oh would yeah it be? okay, okay yeah. I, I did have it right so i was just saying i i would i would like to see that sonic rpg completely fleshed out i feel like they 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 ran out of whatever it was with the juice at the end they ran out of this this the sauce halfway through the making of that i don't know if they had it because like that that game well they did i think they put their b team staff on it or their c team team. or their d team their their g team like they they went they went pretty they got pretty deep in the alphabet as regards the teams for that one and i feel like uh uh, the budget was probably too low i think it'd be cool when I heard Bioware is making a, a Sonic the Hedgehog RPG, that yeah. I, the idea I had in my head was it's going to be Baldur's Gate 3, except starring Sonic and his friends. And that's just like the wildest, weirdest thing. And then it turned out to sort of be that. I don't want to keep... I played it for like 20 minutes. I, I, I stole it from the internet. I downloaded a ROM of it and played it on my r What? What? I wasn't, I wasn't going to pay for it. It looks... What? It was so... I don't know. Uh, I, I just remembered I an know, interesting man. one. Yeah, let's hear one. Wasn't Miyamoto doing like a Kimbo the White Lion passion project on the 64 mm-hmm. that never oh, materialized? I'd that might that. be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like, it, like that's something that obviously, I mean, the way I read it was it's something that Miyamoto pushed through because he wanted to do it. So yeah. it's probably something that has interesting ideas that, you, you know, he was probably actually inspired working on this game. So what was that? Was what it was Miyamoto? Well, I guess he was working. Yeah, he was working on that, which is cool. Not that's yeah. not just a game that. Uh, right, it's not just not, an unreleased Nintendo game. It's like it's a Miyamoto game. Yeah, man. I'd love, I'd love to see. I mean, I know there's there's differing opinions about this because it's kind of pointless, but I would have loved to see Shenmue on the Saturn. Uh, I mean, that would have been weird. Yeah, I, I just kind of want to walk around in it for a minute. Yeah. I don't know if I want to play it, but yeah, I, I want to see what they did and how they did it. Like that, that would be a 
just the technical marvel. I'm on a canceled Super Nintendo games Wikipedia page. Final Fantasy VII was at the time being developed for the Super Nintendo. I want that. Uh, yeah, Mother, Mother Three before it was an N64 game. I think the real answer is Mother Three for N64, though. I think yep. Frank got it yeah. right. That's the game that I think would be the most. I think you would sell a million copies of it. Yeah, that's you know like. As you might imagine, I often get asked, what is your holy grail in terms of video game preservation? And that's just my that's stock answer because it's, you know, it's this franchise that's really meaningful to people. It is a game that was fully designed. Mm-hmm. Even when it was abandoned, it was very playable. Miyamoto, even in the sort of post-mortem-y roundtable thing that was published between uh, Miyamoto and uh, Itoi and Iwata, uh, Miyamoto even talked about maybe putting it in Space World, even though it was canceled because it was that playable. Yeah, that um, rules. That rules. Yeah, it's a I, bit I of think, a weird, weird yeah. thing to do. To, to, <laughs> it would have been to, awesome. Yeah, yeah. To just exhibit like, it. Like, yeah, this is the the only time you'll see this. Play it. Yeah. Wow. I, I think there was a lot there, and I think we we know that 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 the scenario of that game evolved quite a bit between '64 and uh, yeah the GBA so remake. It was yeah. a different story. It was a whole different story, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah, so I, w- I want to know that. Yeah. Yeah, it, man. It's a lost work. It's a lost e-toy work that was at least, like, scenario-wise completed, and also game-wise was at least half there, so. I'd play it till its wheels That's fell the off. one. And also, since this is something that uh, Frank and I actually do sometimes, which is find games that were unreleased and, and release them. them. Yeah. Uh, for my near future. I mean, we, we just did that with Samurai Showdown 5 Perfect, and I would love to do the same with a bunch of Neo Geo Pocket games that I know are out there somewhere. They're, or they might not be anymore, but at one point, like around 2005, 2006, there was a person who knew that they were in a drawer in an office. They were like, <laughs> Samurai Showdown 3 Pocket was finished. Which drawer, which office, we'll never know. Yeah, that's right. So... You know, being able to track that stuff down, that would rule. But somebody's got to pay somebody else a bunch of money so that they can hire me so that I can go and find them. (laughs) All right. Question nine. So we're going into a three-day weekend, and Donkey Kong is taking a vacation. He's asked us to babysit (laughs) Diddy Kong until he gets back on Monday. Oh, no. What are we going to do with him? Oh, God. (laughs) Diddy Kong. Yeah, Diddy Kong for three days. I mean, I think we got to take him to the dog park. (laughs) Sure. Just let him do his cartwheels for a while. <laughs> let him rip. Man, he's got to do a lot of cartwheels. Yeah. Or he's going to start riding the other dogs and get us in trouble. It's, oh, already, <laughs> it's already too late to buy bananas for him. I don't have bananas in my house because I don't eat fruit. Right? Yeah, yeah. he's um, coming it, over right after this podcast. This yeah, is serious. Yeah, like the bananas. Well, I mean, I don't know. He eats a lot of bananas. Yeah. So you would think that I, I know monkeys in the wild will eat they will eat bananas unripe. They'll eat green bananas. However, Diddy Kong is cultured enough to be wearing a god darn baseball cap mm-hmm. and a shirt. So is his lack of pants an indicator that he'd be okay with unripened bananas? Or does his baseball cap and t-shirt indicate that he requires them to be nicely ripened, maybe with a couple I of think he's black civilized spots on them? from the He's civilized from the waist up, so he eats like a cultured <laughs> chimp, but uh, the second half of that process is... Uh, he poops like an animal. Up. There you well, go. Well, he better, he better B-H-O-B then, bring his own bananas, because... Uh, well, I don't I don't think... I mean, that it would be up to... It sounds like Donkey Kong is his caregiver, 
uh, yeah. in this scenario. So it would probably, I mean, I would imagine, you know, along with uh, Diddy's pacifier and things like that, that he would, he would uh, pack some bananas for us, but maybe not. Yeah, I think uh, it would be quite unethical of Donkey Kong to just leave us with this uh, this bananaless little well, buddy. Donkey Kong's never been known for his staunch ethics. Okay, so what are we going to do while he's in the house and he's he's all cartwheeled out? What's he yeah. going to watch on TV? Right. Oh, What's he going to uh, watch on TV? Well, we can't show him the Donkey Kong cartoon show, or he'll have an existential crisis. We yeah, I mean, I think that. I think any I think even a regular child would have an existential crisis watching that show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you know Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. Uh, oh, good Daniel show for Tiger! Kids. Yeah, let's show him some Daniel Tiger. That's the show that took over uh, the theme song that my second of cousin Mr. Rogers. Wrote. Yeah. Uh, oh right, your your second cousin, Mister Roger. This is literally my second cousin. Uh, what, if, what if we showed him something aspirational, like uh, something about Son Wukong, the Monkey King, and he or King Kong? Yeah, he could. He or King Kong. Yeah. Um, don't Mr. let him K-K. play Rampage. That's for sure. No, sure no, not. Don't show For him sure King not. Kong. Are you kidding? That's that's the worst. Yeah, yeah danger zone. Could yeah, we show him Kong Skull Island? Kong Skull Island's pretty good. Yeah, he'd just I mean, keep I... looking at the screen, and be like, "Is that my dad? Is that my dad? <laughs> Is that my dad?" Well, he's not a gorilla though. He's a he's a little spider monkey of some sort, some indeterminate sort of spider monkey. But he's does he know Kong. that? Maybe yeah. not. He didn't know. He, that. he grew up around apes. Maybe he just thinks he's an ape. He has a gun, right? Or is that just in Smash Bros? <laughs> he's got like some little funky weirdo banana boy gun that's just like shaped yeah, like a barrel. Yeah, he's got a peanut pop gun. That's he's so a little sign language. That's so insipid. Yeah, we could teach him sign language. Yeah. Oh, he's got a car though, doesn't he? Yeah, Diddy, uh, Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah. yeah, he's got a hovercraft. He's got a helicopter. I don't he's got a helicopter. spoiled kid. He's no, a spoiled uh, child. biplane, not a helicopter. Oh, okay. He's just going to sit around talking about how my house sucks. Yeah, at my, at my house, I've got an airplane. You mo ran. <laughs> I've got an airplane. Sometimes I fly on a jet made out of a single barrel that's only as big as my friend's Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah, like that. We, yeah, this, we this weekend is going to be difficult. It doesn't. This seem is like going it's to be, be a rough fun. time. Yeah, no. no. Yeah. I'm really not into watching Diddy Kong. Um, yeah, but actually. There is a crate and barrel somewhat near my house. Oh, he's going to love open, that. They're open until 8 p.m. So yeah. I'm going to get a barrel and I'm going to trap uh-huh. him in it. That's what I'm going to do. Gonna I'm going to trap, trap him You're in it. I'm going to get a No, just a barrel. And then I'm going to trap yeah. him in the barrel. <laughs> and then Donkey Kong can pick the barrel up and throw it at the sidewalk uh, when he gets here. Okay. And then let him out. <laughs> That's a good plan. Yeah, there you go. There I you bought, go. That's my plan. I bought a Megadeth vinyl record at Crate and Barrel. Can you believe that? Oh, that rules. Oh, that's, that's what that's, that's what Steph's like now. <laughs> was it was it killing is my business? It it was no, it was peace cells. Oh, peace. Yeah, but I mean, well, and apparently the answer to the uh, to the question there is is you. Yeah, you yeah. are right. buying. You're was, buying. Yeah, you were right. the one I'm who was buying. buying. I'm all for a god darn title that begins with an or that ends with an ellipsis. Isn't that I think fun? when I tweeted it. I uh I was like, and I'm buying or something stupid. Right. Oh man, when I when I watched The Watchmen on on HBO, I'm like tonight <laughs> it's tonight me. I'm gonna watch The Watchmen and I'm gonna answer the question. <laughs> uh, they they're doing it to themselves <laughs> with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh my God. Should I watch <laughs> The Witcher or The Watchmen? Was the question I posed on Twitter. Uh, what did- <laughs> which one do I watch, man, The Witcher that, or The Watchmen? I think I think I've gone into that same thought spiral because I definitely tweeted at one point who witches the Witchmen. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So Diddy oh, Kong's bingo. dead. 
<laughs> no, he's in a dead. barrel. Yeah, he, he can survive alive. in that barrel for days. He, yeah, he could. He, Jeff, Jeffy just killed him off. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> With the peanut <laughs> pop gun. Yeah. Bad news, guys. Diddy's dead. Daddy's what, dead. Diddy's dead. Go to bed. Do we have to fear Donkey Kong now? God. You absolutely do. Uh, but we're going to move Kong's on to our next punk. question and worry about that later. Donkey Kong's a chump. Brandon? Oh, that's me. You recently released a real playable video game for people. Oh. For some reason, it took you seven years. Are yeah. you bad at your job? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the end of the question? Um, yes. Yeah, no, it's so we Kaboom. put out Gunsport just now. It's it's been so long and I it's been such a part of occupying my brain that I forgot to recommend it last week. <laughs> even, even though I knew it would be out by the time the podcast was out, I, I just forgot to say that it was coming out. And it's out on Stadia, which is um, I don't want to I don't want to say too much. But it, I, it's it's the kind of a store where I can't link you to Gunsport on it. <laughs> wow. So it's out there. Yeah, Go- and... Google hasn't figured out uh, hyperlinks yet. No. Did you know it, Google Stadia is not actually it's not necessarily a piece of hardware, everybody. You no. can play it on your computer, right? It's I thought it was called Standia. Standia. Standino. They keep wanting to call it Standy. But it's, it's you know, it, at this point, we realize that what we really need to do is get people thinking that Gunsport is like a, um, the tower fall of Stadia. So if people could start tweeting that, that would be really nice. Yeah. Tweet anyway, those exact take, words. Yeah, use those Gunsport exact words. Gunsport is the tower fall of Stadia. But why did it take seven years? And that is a, a fun question. Uh, Tim has similar stories to this uh, with video. Yeah, except, mine, ball, only, except mine only took three years. His only took three years. <laughs> it just it just kept getting canceled we kept running out of money it kept like we had people quit we had people that we had to fire we had like just it was kind of a cursed game in a way where i mean we had multiple publisher deals fall through and the it, it's one of those things where we started the game in 2013 when there were very few you know s- same screen four player multiplayer games out there and people and publishers were like, Oh, that's cool. Let's do one of those. Cause Towerfall is popular. And, uh, and then, you know, seven years, I guess about four years into that process, every publisher went from being like, I might do one of those to, uh, there's enough of them to, I definitely will never publish one of those. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. a few years after that, it came back around to where nobody cared anymore because, uh, we were putting online in it and it was, it was whatever, but it's, it's, I feel this weird sense of guilt that the game has come out in a way because like <laughs> why why did this first of all why did this game come out when other games maybe better games didn't get to they call Ooh. that survivor's guilt in case you yeah. need to know what that's called and then right. there's there's the guilt of like what what do we have to show for 7 years obviously we didn't work on it for a straight 7 years but we worked on it you know off and on throughout that time we'd pick it up and put it back down again when we were able and it's it's a game that I like. I think it's pretty good. It's got some stuff in it. But does it mm-hmm. look like a game or play like a game that took seven years to make? I mean, uh, what no, does? Yeah, not, I guess nothing does. But uh, I mean, I, I, that's that's a question for later. Uh, Jeffy, pencil that in for a later episode. I mean, probably Will The do. Witcher 3 does or whatever. But, you know, it's, OK, uh, no, Red Dead Redemption 2 definitely does feel like yep. a game that was definitely worked mm-hmm. on for seven years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
That feels like that was seven years. Yeah, Brandon, of- why isn't Gunsport Red Dead Redemption 2? <laughs> I mean, this is an excellent... I ask myself that question every did night. You, did you have a thousand people uh, working 80-hour uh, weeks for seven years on it? No. Well, that's that's another funny thing about it, is when you watch the credits, it looks like a bunch of people worked on it. But that's because, like, three people worked on it. Three different people worked on it across seven, mm-hmm. seven years. Like, every year there was a different three people working on it, you know? So, uh, it just... Uh, it gets weird and it winds up looking like we spent all this time and huge heaps of money. I had a friend at Sony who, uh, uh, her name continues to be in the credits of every single PlayStation game that is ever released on the PlayStation by any company. So she's credited in thousands and thousands of video games. Uh, that's how your credits end up with a whole bunch of people. She doesn't do anything on any of those games. Right. She just gets credited on them all. See if you can find her name, everybody. Listener, don't, don't do that. Her name is Sony. Her name is <laughs> Mrs. Sony PlayStation. Sony Blade Station. Oh, yeah, that's her name. She's from Mortal Kombat. Her name is Sonya Blade Station. <laughs> right. And that's the answer to why Gunsport took seven years. Okay, let's go on to our lightning round. Why doesn't Sony have a mascot named Sonya, who's a lady? Yeah. Right? I bet and they she's at some point. She should be a cat named Sonya. Oh, I had a cat named Sonya, so I'm into this. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Because Sonia is just Sony and the Nya, the sound that a cat makes in Japanese. Sonia. Oh, that's perfect. Ah, Sonia. That should good. be Sony's new mascot. Call All me right. up, Sony. Call Maybe me you can be up. in the credits of every Sony game. Give me this that. This lightning Skrilla. round is called The Wrecking Crew. It's one of my favorite oh, games where you give a custom video game recommendation for someone I'll name for you. For instance, I gave you oh, Disney princesses to recommend specific video games for the yeah, last time uh-huh. we played this. This week, uh-huh. we're recommending video games for characters from movies adapted from Saturday Night Live sketches. Oh, oh man. Oh, no. Am I going to yeah. know these? As always. Hey, of course you, you will. Yeah. Okay. You can't recommend any video games those characters actually appear in or they'll suffer an existential crisis. We've been over this. Uh, we'll <laughs> start with the Blues Brothers. Oh, oh TBB. Right. Okay. Parappa uh, the Rapper. Lucky and Wild. Oh, because one of them is lucky and the other one and the is other one, it's wild. wild. And they love driving through shopping centers, which you can do in Lucky and Wild. I don't know. Yeah. Dude, that might be too on the nose. I don't know. I actually Th- name there, drop There's some on the nose wild. guys. They're, yeah. they're a bit on the nose. The Blues Brothers would probably not enjoy playing Earthbound. No. Because no. they're kind of lampooned in there, sort of, in a right. little bit of a they way. They would be insulted. I would still say Parappa the Rapper. Just, okay. They would go wild on that one. So you gotta uh, believe. Frank, you got an answer? Uh, no, I don't. The oh. Coneheads. <laughs> the Coneheads? Yeah, what would you recommend to the Coneheads? GoldenEye 007 for the Nintendo 64. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> my dad saw it and said, "There, look, it's a... I was my 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 little brother was like, look, there's a James Bond video game. My dad's like, oh, James Bond video game, huh? Hmm. My dad's a big connoisseur of James Bond, and he just comes in and, and he just looks at it. He goes, everybody looks like looks like just like a bunch of blockheads. So blockheads, coneheads. I like that. I feel like they want to learn about human <laughs> society and stuff. So uh, you could also get where in the world is Carmen San Diego or something. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, see, I, w- I was thinking that also, but I wanted to corrupt their view of how the world works, and I was oh. going to go with Katamari Damashi. Sure. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, I'm into that. Where Mr. in the Bill. world? Mr. Mr. Bill. Bill. Mr. Bill's a stupid little Play-Doh trash can. Yeah. Uh, idiot it, moron. So piece of trash from it, some it, planet. It'd be nice for him to feel safe for once. Oh, because he's yeah. always in constant bodily danger. Yeah. So what's a game that makes us feel safe? 
or like calm. You know, Tetris effect. You don't want to yeah. just pander him with games like uh, games about other claymation characters, obviously. No, 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 no. I just want him to forget his troubles for a minute. I'm going Tetris effect. I want him to get into the in, into Tetris flow state and uh, just have a nice time. Yeah, why not? All right. Brandon? Okay. I mean, I, I, I don't really know who Mr. Bill is. So. The ladies' man. Wait, was there a Mr. Bill movie? There was. Wow. Okay. Wow. The ladies' man. Uh, there's a Tim line Meadows. where he. There's a Tim Meadows. There's a line in a, a movie. That movie where he tells a woman that her father must have been a meat burglar because it looks like someone stuffed two fine hams down the back of her dress. Uh, <laughs> Good lord. So, <laughs> well, okay. Look, the ladies' man is supposed to be lampooning the idea of a me- of men trying to uh, pick up women with sleazy I mean, lines. Sure. Uh, so it's it's a uh, actually a pretty uh, decently paced film uh, teaching a, a lesson for how about a... how about Don Gon Rumpa where <laughs> you can try to date people but they all die. <laughs> that, yeah, dude. that would upset him. That's what I want. Has the ladies' man appeared in a leisure suit Larry game? Because I want to, we want to give him an existential crisis. Yeah, I know. That seems like to be him, the only so. thing that gets through to him. Maybe right. leisure suit Larry would would give him a, an existential crisis that makes Maybe. him feel really bad and makes him the... be like this guy sucks. Maybe right. I do too. Yeah, the original. The original is the saddest one. So leisure sure. suit Larry one. Yeah. Leisure suit the... Larry one. The what is love guys from a night at the Roxbury. Night at the Roxbury. Oh no! Dance, dance, I feel revolution. Like Rez. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say, Oh, Rez is good. <laughs> Those are good. Yeah, yeah. All right. I, Rez I was with gonna... the trans vibrator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wayne, Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World. Uh, Guitar uh, obvious, hero. Obviously not Ocean's Game. Wayne's World. Wouldn't it be Miss <laughs> Pac Man? Because she. Uh, that's the game they ask the arcade guy about in the in the movie. I they guess. Ask him what's the, what's the difference between Miss Pac Man and regular Pac Man? They could just play it and find out. <laughs> that's, that's what I would say. That's a good recommendation. All right, yeah, all right. yeah that's pretty good. Up, they, they've clearly played the original Pac Man. Why not play the second one? So we'll, one? we'll give them some compilation that has both, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 None of the Namco, Namco Museum compilations. No, no individual Namco Museum compilation has both Pac Man and Miss Pac Man. Did you know that? Is that true? Oh that's God. weird. They, that can't be they, right. they, that is weird. They, Namco, more like Nickel and Dimeco. Yeah. Okay. Stuart MP3. Wait, what? What was the answer? What was the question? Stuart Smalley. Oh, Stuart Smalley, the daily yeah. affirmation. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And God darn it, people like me. That one. He got that a one? movie. Oh, yeah. Wow. He did Man. have a movie, didn't he? Well, I now know where that <laughs> quote came from. That's that's the result of this for me. Daily affirmation. Uh, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. I think just uh, any any Zelda game, because uh, A.G. Aonuma loves to say that the goal of a puzzle like to in make a people Zelda feel game is to smart. make you feel smart. Not to, make, not to teach you anything, but to make you feel smart. All right. I'd say give him uh, give him Wind Waker HD on a Wii U. Uh, Pat of It's Pat. Oh, it's Pat. Uh, Pat. I don't even I don't remember there's... any characteristics of this character. I just remember Pat, what they look like. Pat has Pat has no personality or characteristics yeah. aside from the very '90s derisive joke that it's difficult to discern Pat's gender. Yeah. Uh, which uh, the movie which I never actually saw all of. I don't believe the, the movie. Okay. Like the, the movie, this is the night at the Roxbury, the ladies, man, they all follow a very yeah. template style where they all manage to say something somewhat heartwarming by the end. I wonder if Pat, the movie does that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it does. I don't I mind. To find out. Yeah. I'll read the Wikipedia plot summary. So we got to uh, give, give them something that makes them interesting. Yeah. yeah. They have yeah. to acquire a personality. They, they can get really good at fighting games because uh, it, it, you don't yeah. really need to be. Hmm. 
you don't you don't need to have like a big brash personality to do it. You and people re- will respect you if you get good. So okay, yeah, uh-huh. a part of a community that's yeah. becoming more inclusive and would probably be probably be pretty cool with Pat right now. So yeah, yeah. Okay, Blues Brothers two thousand. Oh God, um, Wayne's World the video game. <laughs> <laughs> by ocean no yeah. no lethal weapon the video game by ocean <laughs> which uh, lethal weapon uh the original lethal weapon feels like a dark grim blues brothers movie which is the reason i recommend that and ocean made a game very similar to their wayne's world game uh, yeah. that was based on lethal weapon 3 so that's that's my answer i don't know right. i don't know man and finally mcgruber MacGruber, I don't What's know who's MacGruber. Is that like a joke on MacGyver? Yeah, the MacGyver parody. I would, I don't, I, I'm not familiar with that. I would say give oh, the, him a, the movie. Supposedly, really good. People have been telling me to watch it for ten years. Wait, Will I, I got, in. I got one. Uh, not knowing who this character is at all, but you said MacGyver. Oh yeah, Suzuki Bakuhatsu, which is the game about defusing bombs with a variety of tools, and the mm. bombs are are in like an orange or a clock or just oh, weird good. stuff. A clockwork orange. That's pretty, that's pretty good. I was going to go Incredible Machine for similar reasons. I'm just going to mm, say, you know, the guy, he deals with machines all day. I think uh, if to relax and unwind, he should try that Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, which I'm looking at getting right now. <laughs> Out now. <laughs> okay. As well, the podcast ends, I'm like, maybe I'll purchase I'm, this game. I'm tallying up the points, and because Brandon needs a win, he wins the episode again. Congratulations, Brandon. Two-game nice. streak. Thanks. Uh, that's uh, not right. You're going to get win. another question at the end of the uh, at the beginning of our next podcast. Does anyone have any recommendations before we sign off or plugs plugs? Craig. Yeah, well, I guess I would like for people <laughs> if they can uh, sign up for Stadia to um, play Gunsport and uh, maybe maybe tell somebody about it. It's pretty good. It's OK. Another thing I'd like to recommend. Um, I don't think I'll ever be able to convince anybody of this, but uh, I think that the Orville is like maybe the third best Star Trek show. Um, oh no! What's the, I, what's the second best? Isn't that by the Family Guy guy? It is. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll get into that. Um, I don't so know about no Family Guy anything the, related the, to anything. The, uh, that guy. the controversial thing may be that I I think T Space Nine is the best one. T Space Nine Next is the best one. Is hey, the, is the second best. I, I I'm quite aware of a lot of people thinking Deep Space Nine yeah. is okay, the best fair. one. Well, yeah. anyway, Next Generation second best, third best Orville. So here's the thing about the Orville. Yes, it does star and is written largely by Seth MacFarlane of Family Guy fame. And yes, uh-huh. the first episode you watch, you will mostly notice that there are Family Guy-ish jokes in it. However, Uh-oh. it becomes Not liking this so far. It becomes very clear very quickly if you watch, for example, the second episode and third episode that it's that, more like the Cleveland Show. That the reason he <laughs> has those jokes, it feels plain to see, is because he wanted to make a Star Trek. And Fox, who was putting it out at the time, was like, "Okay, well, you got to do jokes in it because you're Seth MacFarlane." Ah. So you think he got the the pilot through with the jokes? Yes, and then got to make what he wanted. Well, yeah, I'll tell you there something. There are still jokes in it, uh, but they the jokes get further and the the head scratchers get get closer. And I just want to say a few things about why it's good. Seth MacFarlane is not the main character almost ever. He's the captain, and he's just like the glue that holds certain things together. He never sings, not once. He has a romantic relationship with a man at some point. He kisses a man and uh, sleeps with him, and it is not treated as as like a deal or a thing to make fun of, except for mm-hmm. the fact that that's the guy that slept with his ex-wife. That's the joke. 
The joke is uh, not that he slept with a man. So and and that's there's a good, like a, a decent joke. Yeah, it sounds, a, it sounds good. There's I I started thinking about this again because there was someone on Twitter being like, "What? It's the future of Star Trek, and everyone's still straight." Um, <laughs> which was funny. Yeah. But in the Orville, there is a a planet that is entirely male, largely, and um and so everyone in there has a homosexual relationship by default and it is not treated as anything other than this is what people do on this planet and uh i think they like they they get into some trouble sometimes when they try to deal with certain issues but they really you can see them trying the way the next generation was trying at the time but they're trying in a much more modern era and uh i think it works so like give it a couple episodes see if you like it so I'll, I'll say something. Uh, every time I've ever been in a room where Family Guy was playing, uh, I just remember every single joke just kind of like punching me in the balls with how much I hated it. Right. <laughs> yeah, no okay. offense. No offense to anybody who likes that show. I know that saying I don't like Family Guy is like a cliched thing that people who want to sound smart do on the Internet. So I try not to do it. But wow, I've uh, I've 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 explosively hated every snippet of that show I've ever seen. And I'm yeah. sorry if that makes me sound like a quote unquote smart guy. The one thing I know is that a person's style slash sense of humor can evolve because of limitations and such. Yeah. Maybe the fact that that was a cartoon uh, was why his jokes evolved that way. And maybe that's why the style I'm all for allowing a person who has a style to silently and distant and away from my purview have other hobbies and interests and right. for that, example that's why his live action movies ted and a million ways to die in the west are so good okay stop it i'm <laughs> saying i'm saying don't I'm, ruin this I, i'm yeah. saying I i'm willing there. i'm willing to accept the possibility that this guy really just always wanted to make a star trek show and yes. uh i'm willing to accept the fact that 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 shaping his comedy stylings into what is now the family guy extended universe uh of of animated shows bfg like, that that is that is just a part of his talent i'm willing to accept that so that's that's my my story of personal growth yeah uh, maybe, i mean maybe you, i would because other people have recommended this orville show to me so you watch this show and certain episodes you're like okay this is definitely a next generation premise but it doesn't mm -hmm. it's not upsetting because you're like i wonder how this crew will get out of it and how the writers knowing that the next generation exists and clearly, you know, wanting to tackle a similar theme, how will they treat this differently? And that's actually pretty fun for me. It, it's, yeah. it's very made by people that like this kind of thing. So and I guess like an, another thing I've learned in the last couple of years was, uh, uh, okay. So I know that again, it's not cool to talk about Rick and Morty anymore for the foreseeable. Maybe, maybe it's okay to talk about Rick and Morty. I think now. it's coming back around. Maybe, maybe the McDonald's thing is over. Yeah. I just know that Rick and Morty's definitely, I read a lot of science fiction. Uh, I don't know if you, anybody knew this about me. I've read a whole lot of, of science fiction in my life. And uh, I think Rick and Morty is like really, really good science fiction, even though it's fun and funny. Uh, I, agree. I think, I think it's uh, all the science fiction, all the, all the high concept stuff is incredibly well done. It's and, well constructed. Uh, yeah, I'm. I, yeah, I mean, also, yeah, in terms of just storytelling and structure, and every single episode is a nice little piece in unto itself. Uh, a lot of the stuff people say about that show, Community, uh, I think, is more, way more true about Rick and Morty. I think Rick and Morty's really, really well done. Yeah. Um, so I'm willing to accept uh, some jokes in a science fiction thing, 
And okay. uh, having said that, Brandon, maybe you should try try that Avenue Five show. Try it out. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Watching that, I'm like, oh, this uh, this this Olaf guy. I think I get his deal now. Is uh, so there you go. Hearing hearing Olaf say a bunch of profane words uh, made me uh, maybe <laughs> I, I I'm not gonna watch Frozen again probably because I'm too scarred from. No, that's a joke. I'm not gonna watch Frozen again. But uh, if I did, maybe I would not hate. Olaf well, you as can't. Much. They died at the dentist. Elsa dies at the pregnant Elsa dies at dentist. Frank, do you have any recommendations? <laughs> Frank's dead because he went gone. to Elsa's. De- he went to Elsa's dentist. Well, so bye, Frank. We who lost is, Frank. What's, what's Elsa's yeah, I think dentist? we lost Frank. Uh, Frank. Frank got bored. I have some did. recommendations of my own. I would like to recommend that you go on over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get podcasts and can review them. Leave a nice one for us. You can hit that subscribe button and that boosts our visibility as well it's a great way to uh, promote the show without doing too much you could just tell a friend about it in real life that's another way to go about it you could go to our patreon.com slash insert credit that's a little landing page where you can subscribe at any level to submit your own questions get episodes one day early one day early one day early (laughs) and exclusive access to bonus recordings made from the parts before between and after episodes where we kind of hang out you can talk about the episodes and any other video game topics at Mm -hmm. forums.insertcredit.com the more granular or obscure the subject matter the better that's what we're all about Uh, you could also follow us on twitter the show is at insert credit I'm at Alex Jaffe. Frank is at Frank Savaldi. Tim is at 108. And Brandon is at Necrosofty. This show's editor is Blaine Brown with music by Kurt Feldman. Once more, I'm Alex Jaffe. That's Frank Savaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. And I'm Brandon Sheffield. And your game has now been saved. I didn't know I was muted. Uh, uh, okay, okay, okay. So, so when He's you asked afraid of Orville spoilers, so when you so. asked if I had recommendations, I was like, "Nope." And then your reactions were like, "Frank's dead," and I was like, "Yeah, I died. I just, I, I'm, I'm dead inside."